This show is a proud member of the Nerdy Legion Podcast Network. Get more at nerdylegion.com. Enjoy the show! This is the Value Essential Podcast, episode 120. Paul's here, but more importantly, I am back! And it took four people to take my place last week. So we know what's up. Sorry, folks. I tried to keep them away. Just did not work. I, 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 I mean, last week I single-handedly trained three people to replace you and brought in the most elite uh, producer in the Nerdy Legion Network. And uh, still somehow you, you wedged your way back into this goddamn show. Dude, it took you three co-hosts plus a behind-the-scenes producer to take my place. You should be ashamed of yourself, Paul. Well, I, it, you're, you, you got part of the words right, to replace you permanently, <laughs> but uh, still you're back again. Yeah, I don't know about that. I do want to give a shout-out to Jack for, uh, for, for holding the fort down on the Valiant Central podcast. Because uh, you, Paul, I don't know what happened to you. You went MIA in that episode. What happened? What happened? I had, fam- I had family yeah, stuff uh-huh, happening. Uh-huh, uh-huh. See? I go away. You try to ruin my podcast. Thank you, Jack. Much My podcast, <laughs> first of all. Now, your podcast is that other one. I'm the-, the one that hasn't quit several times already. Listen, listen. Okay. Several your, your, times. Your podcast is that little black and white turtle cartoon comic podcast you do, okay? This you is, know, Mark, we got bigger problems right here, right now, okay? What, what, tell me, what's what's the problem? What's the big I problem? I went out and I, I got white rum and pineapple juice, uh-huh. and I poured the rum in first, and uh-huh. I poured the pineapple juice. The pineapple juice went right to the bottom and pushed the rum right to the top. Oh. So I'm just drinking rum, and I just I just keep on adding rum because it just doesn't seem proportioned correctly. <laughs> uh, you got to shake, shake, shake. I filled it too high. I'll have to drink some. Mm. Mm. Hey, uh, thanks for, uh, for for doing our, our ad spot last week, uh, VCP, sponsored by OTV. That was nice of you. I appreciate that. <laughs> well, you know, I... it's 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 good to know that uh, that everybody knows we're the best. That is true. <laughs> I, mean, I, I do want to say... Uh, th- thank you. I mean, first of all, thank you to to. I was just planning on doing the podcast last week with Jay, uh, but then at the last minute, Jack and Dewan both asked to join as well. Uh, but Jack came through with the save because my recorder did not record the podcast. So if it wasn't for him, there would not have been a podcast last week. So thank you, Jack, for that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You see what I mean? And also thanks to uh, to Michael Sparkman for for producing the podcast. Uh, it's nice to actually have editing on my podcast, you know, for once, since you refuse to actually edit anything. Listen, I don't think you understand just, how podcasting works, okay? Here's what happens. I don't, Here's what I don't happens. Think you, you show up. No, no, no listen, you listen. understand that you have thrown this podcast aside to be Nick's little comic book whore. Whoa. You just, he tells you to read something, you just you just do it. You just go and read here's, it. Here's the difference. Get more and you read more and more Nick, and more. Nick, Nick tells me to read it. stuff, and you know what? I go read it. You know why? Because he asked me to read stuff. Unlike other people who all they do is ask, hey, is this any good? Is this any good? And I'm like, yeah, that's great. You should read this and this. Oh, I don't want to fucking read it now. Ah, where, 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 where. Dysart doesn't write it, goddammit. So there you go, Paul. 
<laughs> who are we talking about now? <laughs> uh, who knows? I haven't recorded in like a week and a half. Almost two weeks, actually. Uh, so, yeah. I've been, I've been kinda, itching to record. All kind of angst to get out, apparently, huh? Oh, man. I tell you. you. You had you had a busy week last week, that's for sure. I've, I've got a busy week the rest of this week and all of next week. I'm not off till I go uh, to C2E2. That's just that's just crazy. But uh, yeah, th- this week's going to be hectic for me because I'm going to be on vacation next week, not doing anything in particular. But uh, got to get everything in line. And there's you know you know how it goes. Of course, when you're like, oh, I'm going to take a vacation, that's when they drop a whole bunch of stuff, and you got to mm-hmm. get it all planned a week early because you're going to be off. Dude, if you're on vacation, you should drive to Chicago. You can stay with me and Adamo, uh, Adam Alamo. Yeah, that ain't gonna happen. Mandatory. We have to mention. Yeah, if you uh, if you want to hey, send me a. Why, why didn't you talk about Adam Alamo last episode, Paul? Why? Why the? Why the hell would I talk about Adam Alamo last oh episode? Oh my god, you're his favorite, and you won't talk about him. I I don't kiss people's asses, Martin. I don't kiss people's asses. Let me. T- you know what? Since we're on the not kissing asses uh, thing, I said Paul a box. <laughs> Aaron Bell destroyed it. This is the most elaborate way I've ever had somebody avoid sending me a goddamn Christmas present. Uh, listen, I sent you the picture. I sent you a picture you of the s- letter too, right? You sent me a picture of a box top. Wait, wait, wait. did I send you a picture of the letter? <laughs> I think you did actually. Okay. That you you typed up rather nicely. Let me tell you something, folks. Don't ever send anything by the United States Postal Service. Because they destroy the box, and then they send you a letter and say, Hey, our bad. Uh, here's the box top. Have a great day. <laughs> you know, the, the point is, it's April 11th as we record this, and I still don't have a Christmas present. Well, I mean, I don't even know what I'm going to send you now. <laughs> you you don't have to send anything. It, it it's the thought that counts. The thought that you uh, desperately sent me something months late and it got destroyed. That counts for for a lot in our friendship. Well, the problem is included in that book was that Matt Kent book that I've had in my closet for you for uh, almost a year. I know that's a bummer, but at least I got the uh, the Matt Kent uh, divinity sketch that uh, that Ronnie got me. Yeah, that's true. That's yeah, true. Um, and uh, speaking of of Adam Alamo, uh, my my best friend and uh, and best fan and uh, and you know creepy rafer stalker from uh, <laughs> Pennsylvania, um, I sent him my hardcover of the Valiant because he's going to get it signed for me from uh, uh, Lemire and and from Kent and Dinesh and you know whoever else worked on it. He's going to get a whole bunch of signatures. Because uh, I know who is it that's at C2E2? Is it Lemire? Yeah, Lemire's at C2E2. Yeah, and then there's another con down the road a few months that Kent's going to be at. So he's keeping it throughout that time, going to a couple different cons and taking it to to get it signed up for me, which I appreciate. Uh, since I just, I mean, con- good cons don't come around here, and I can't afford to uh, to travel to them right now. So I'm, I'm appreciative of that. Thank you, Adam Alamo. For that and all the other things you do. You know what we need to do? We need to do a GoFundMe so uh, you can go and hang out at one of the cons with us. Yeah, hopefully next year. Yeah. Yeah, let's do that. 
we'll get you set up for next year. I think uh, Chicago is aiming to be pretty fun. Uh, I don't know if I talked about it on this podcast. I know I talked about it with Nick because Nick will also be there. Um, but there's going to be a, a big Nerd Legion party at uh, at C2E2. In, yeah. What is it, a week and a half? Well, by the time it comes out, uh, it'll be next week when this comes out. But, uh, yeah, I'll be there. Nick will be there from Nerd Legion. Uh, Justin and Dewan from uh, Collecting Valiant will be there. Ronnie from Rebirthically and Ultimate Marvel and Aftershock Central will be there. Um, I know Amy and Dan are going to be there, Moeller, and uh, that'll be fun. It'll be a good time. Of course, Adam Alamo, who will soon be doing Archie Central podcast. <laughs> I don't know. I just made that up. Well, it, you know, it's it's a fact that he has to start a podcast because he, he joined our uh, our Facebook chat, so... I mean, he, he does do a good job as my hype man on the chat, so at least I got that. But still, it's just it's a rule. He has to be on a podcast now. <laughs> That's what I said when they brought him into the Facebook chat. I was like, wait, he doesn't do a podcast. What's he doing here? <laughs> well, the funniest thing is Ronnie was the one that said, why don't we bring Ad- – uh, why don't we add Adam-, Adam into this? I'm like, there's a reason we have this group. And I think Aaron then was like, well, Paul, tell us. What is the reason? Like I said, we we started this group to talk about our damn podcast, you it's assholes. Podcast people, assholes. Uh, and then I immediately added Adam. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. It's fine. I would add Nick, except Nick refuses to use Facebook. So. Yeah, he's a jerk like that. Can't blame him. Hey, big Valiant news, Paul. Yep. Now that we've talked about uh, not Valiant for – well, actually, you know what? We talked about us, and we're pretty Valiant. Uh, I talked about so much Valiant last week. I don't plan to talk about any this week. <laughs> uh, Paul is not talking about baseball cards, folks. Don't worry. The podcast is safe. Oh, uh, the fuck no, I there's, ain't. There's actually no news, Paul. I, 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 was, I was lying. That's I not true. Lying. There's news. Is there? Did you see the Harbinger 5 news? Yeah, is that news, Paul? Let's talk about that. Let's talk about that. So Harbinger Renegade number 5 is going to have... A uh, what, are, what 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 is this called? It's just like a cover on top of the cover, an overlay. There you go, an advisory overlay. It says, "Warning: the issue contains the graphic death of a major valiant hero and may not be suitable for all audiences." Okay, which I, I'm pretty sure that means that Jake can't read this since they're going to kill Faith. <laughs> Uh, 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 First of all, so for for those of you that are new to Valiant, uh, that are listening to this, uh, why you listen to this, I don't know. But listen, I'm glad you do. Um, This was done in what? Uh, Eternal Warrior 35, right? In the original series? I think that's right. If if it's not right, I don't know. Go to ValiantDDBS.com. They'll tell you. Um, somewhere, Somewhere around there. And uh, they had this explicit warning on it. Um, then there was another one. What was the secret weapons issued? Issue five? Mm. I'm slacking, Paul. I should go to my own website and uh, see which of these. With, uh, with the secret weapons, are you talking about the one that was like in the secret and confidential in, cover? In, in the manila envelope. Yeah, I mean that that wasn't. I don't think that one was saying anything about graphic content, um, but yeah, they did do that one, which was interesting. Uh, I don't remember what, where I discussed it, but uh, 
we saw somebody because I, you know, the, the, whatever issue of Secret Weapons that is, I had gotten one out of the Manila envelope, mm-hmm. and then I actually stumbled across one still in the man- Manila envelope. Yep. So I picked it up because, like, what the hell? I don't have either one now because I sold all that collection. But uh, I saw that somebody got a sketch cover done on it. And I thought that that was actually a pretty damn cool idea. Mm-hmm. Uh, here we go. It was Secret Weapons Eleven, and. It- the book was enclosed in a manila envelope with the Secret Weapons logo on it. Uh, top secret for your eyes only. And the reason they did that is that's when uh, when they changed the whole uh, book. Because you remember when the book first started, it was uh, what was it Bloodshot? Shadow Man was in it, I think. Um, Livewire, not our Livewire, the original Livewire. Um, God, it's been so long since I've read this. I don't know. And that's when we first saw Dr. Eclipse as Dr. Eclipse, which that was badass. Anyways, with, uh, with issue 11 is when they changed the, the whole thing, the whole book. It was a new creative team, and it was a new team inside the book because uh, they had Bloodshot, and then there were like three people, three Psyots in there. Um, which I can't remember any of their names because that's when the book got terrible and then I think it was cancelled like pretty soon after this right like six or seven issues after I don't know maybe a little more than that um, and that's that's the one and only time that Valiant had a speedster I don't know if you know this Paul I know it you do know it. Now, now you know it. next, next, ask me how much I care. I know, I know, I know. That value had a, you know, the the thing isn't that. I mean, like, who cares? They had a speedster. They had all kinds of stuff. I just, I don't, I don't get it. <laughs> no, I, that's, I don't get yeah, it. Yeah, I, I know, I know, but that's the only time ever that Valiant has done a speedster. Well, Where, whereas DC has three hundred of them. Oh, DC's terrible. Mm. They, mm. I mean, they did create Batman. I mean, how much how much more damage can you do to the world? Listen, we can't talk about Batman anymore because that book is terrible right now. <laughs> okay, so let's just let's just move on before I get hate mail from people that actually like that book right now. Uh, anyway, so um, yeah, it's pretty cool. I would say. Um, it's a little cheesy, to be honest with you. Kind of a Wait, are, are we back to present day? Yeah, now? yeah we're back to back to present day. Oh, I mean, Secret Weapons was super cheesy back in the day. Yeah, um, but uh, yeah, this uh, this this cover gimmick is a little cheesy. Uh, but well, let, you know let, what? let's let's discuss the elements of it. Okay, first yeah, of all, sure. first of all, they're touting killing a major character, which is something they've done before. So it's. I don't know. Uh, well, listen, that depends I got, who you I ask, got, because Dinesh I got, and I don't agree on this. What? Dinesh swears up and down that Kay is dead. I beg to differ. If you also beg to differ, tweet at me at Geekvine and tell me why we're right. Wait, wait I'm not talking about Kay. I'm talking about Flamingo. Yeah, 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 that's fine. I was talking yeah, about it, Kay, because Kay well, also I, died. I'm not because I'm talking about in Harbinger when they they advertised Death of a Renegade. They were sure. killing a major character, and then they killed her. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, 
this is I mean this is basically doing the same thing again so like I can understand you advertise it because you want to get the bang for your buck when you're doing something big um, that's what she said Continue. but it uh, it it just it, it doesn't have the same impact so I don't know if exactly what they're going for with it but like it definitely doesn't have the same impact like oh we're gonna kill another big person it's like i i I don't know i mean maybe you should do it without telling us that way we keep looking to see who you're gonna kill but then that's going down a whole nother road of doing gimmicky stuff you know Mm -hmm. um the cover thing is interesting it's like it's a throwback to old stuff which is always cool um there's always gonna be people who complain when they throw back to old stuff there's always gonna be people who uh, complain when they don't throw back to old stuff. You know, it's like, mm-hmm. whatever. So it, it's it's cool that they're doing kind of a throwback thing. Um, and I've seen them do less talking about the fact that they're going to kill somebody than, like, it's just they kind of release this cover thing that they're doing, right? Well, you obviously haven't paid any attention, Paul. Go on. <laughs> um, no, I... Okay, so maybe they've that's... mentioned they're killing somebody. They okay, haven't. So, yes, yes, yes. They so, haven't so it's not advertised fair. it. They haven't pushed it. Correct. They're just kind of like, hey, by the way, you you probably want to stop being a whiny bitch about Renegade and see what happens at issue five because something big is going to happen. Somebody's going to die. That's kind of been how they've approached it because Correct. everyone's like, oh, Renegades, I don't fucking like it because it's not blah, blah, blah. And then, you know, so like, well, you know, maybe you should keep reading it and shut the fuck up. So um, I think, Paul, I think what you should do is uh, there's this amazing podcast. It's called the Valiant Central Podcast. You should go <sighs> listen to episode 118, The Road to Harbinger Wars 2, where Dinesh and Rafer Roberts talk about this book. And I'm going to tell you this. Publicly, yes, you're absolutely 100% correct. They are not... Um, whatever it is they're like they're not pushing this death thing um but in terms of and this is not the only panel so i recorded that panel uh, but i've heard this at other panels as well um they in the panels themselves they do push it and i guess because the audience is different and generally people are not recording these panels and putting them out into the world although they didn't know i was recording that particular panel and putting it out um. So I guess in yeah. a smaller setting, yes, you, yes, but publicly, well, no. However, even aside, however, well, when, even aside from that, they have they have talked about this before. It's like yes. we we did know this was coming, and it's something important. Yes, what, that, that's not what I'm saying. I'm not saying that they haven't mentioned it. I'm saying that with Death of a Renegade, it was it was the, the selling point. It was the pushing point was we're going to kill a renegade come watch us kill a renegade folks and this one it's it's different like they haven't pushed it that same way they're not like hey come see the freak show as we kill somebody they're saying something big is going to happen now they have said they're going to kill somebody but you know that that's it's not just the you know come for the spectacle uh paul you were doing so well first of all i was trying to plug our very own podcast which I probably shouldn't do on this podcast because if you're listening, hey, you're already listening. However, dude, the freaking warning cover, the overlay says the issue contains the graphic death of a major valiant hero. So, yes, they are saying, hey, 
we're fucking gonna kill somebody right now. Uh, Go on. <laughs> yeah, they they started saying that Wait, with the that? gimmick of Martin, the you're right. Yes, yes, I am right. You're, I'm absolutely right. Thanks, Paul. Martin, my point was the cover gimmick is what is pushing that. Sure. And that just that gimmick just started getting pushed. That's what I'm saying. Absolutely. But and once again, we're agreeing, and you're trying to make it an argument. <laughs> well, Paul, I mean, like, you know, this is Valiant Central. Do you want to be like everybody else and just agree with each other? You know, back to the bigger issue at hand, this, this rum and pineapple juice just does not seem balanced. <laughs> I think it needs more rum. Um, I, I the, uh, all joking aside, I do like that they're doing this. To be honest with you, um, partially because I think it's good marketing. If 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 somebody shows up to a comic shop and sees this overlay cover, um, they're gonna at least pick it up and flip through it. And hopefully, as they flip through it, they'll be like, they'll recognize, for example, Derek Robertson, um, who's been in the industry for decades. Is he going to start making good art in this issue? Oh, here we go with the negativity, Paul. <laughs> here we go. Okay. Wh- whatever. You, however you want to take his art, that's fine. But his art's fine. His, his art's fine. I mean, I, I'm not I'm, – I'm, whatever, Paul. Like, it, it's I will it's give not it my to favorite, you. but it's fine I, art. I will give it to you. I don't think his stuff, his work on Harbinger Renegade is the best that he's done. I will give you that. What else has he done? He did uh, was Transmetropolitan. He was in, he did the Boys. He's done a lot of stuff, Paul. He's been around for a long time. Yeah. So, um, I think the the overlay itself will at least get some people interested to see what the hell is happening. Is that fair? Yeah, yeah. And it's a, it's kind of a different kind of gimmick too. I mean. You see all the different things that they do on on the I guess the newsstands, you know, all the different things they do to try to catch your attention on comics, and uh, you know, the smaller publishers typically will try to do more things that are going to catch your eye. I mean, they have like Xenoscope does TNA covers mm-hmm. basically, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, I mean, every smaller publisher is going to do something to try to draw attention. But then you even get Marvel and DC that'll try to to do things from time to time. I mean, you, know, you look at some of the variant covers that they've done, uh, that like the selfie covers, and I mean, God, some of them like to me, I'm just like, this is the stupidest stuff. But hey, it's the thing is, is 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 going to catch somebody's eye. Like it's going to catch different people's eyes, and it's not like that's the only cover they have, you know. Mm-hmm. But so for doing this one, I mean, anytime you put like. Hey, there's some uh, some explicit stuff in here. That's gonna catch some people's attention. Sure, you know. Sure, you know. So some people may be like, "Hey, I read Image. I expect explicit to mean penises," and then they're gonna go and be like, "Hey, let's see some valiant penises," and then they're not gonna get it. They're gonna be disappointed, but they're gonna be like, "Holy shit, look at this death!" And they're gonna be like, "All right." Yeah, if you if you like penises, go read Image. If you like death stuff. You read Valiant. God, they got a lot of penises in the image. There's a whole lot of dick over there. Ugh. Mm. 
anyways, yeah, no, I totally agree with you. Totally agree with you. I think it's smart. You know what? We already know that Valiant does um, wacky things, we'll just say sometimes, um, to get the additional exposure. And you know what? For the most part, it works. So good for them. And I hope this goes well. I think your, your cup's empty, Paul. It sounds empty. No, now it's too rummy. This is just the hardest drink I've ever made. Mm. Paul may not make it to the end of this episode, folks. The cup is still freaking full, too, because I keep on adding stuff. <laughs> oh, man. Mm. So, anyway. Also, also, I haven't drank in months. Mm. You know, I haven't. Uh, I've been so busy at work. Not only have I not been podcasting, I also haven't even drank. Because I get home and I'm like, well, screw this. I just want to go to bed. Or, like, watch a movie. <sighs> Yeah, I get home and I accidentally eat something with traces of gluten, and then I just pass out. Mm, see, that's where you mess up. You can't that's, eat uh, gluten, Paul. That's, that's real life. I ate something today, and I just started blacking out. So you're lucky for you. This is a gluten-free podcast. Yeah. Mm. Hey, I have some additional amazing news, Paul. Yeah? Yeah. You that's... got a, a replacement Christmas present on its way to me? I have a replacement uh, podcast host for the Valley Essential Podcast. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, but I already replaced I? you with four people. Yeah, you know what? Where are they? Not here. Because uh, this is my jam. So, <laughs> Exomano War number one, Paul. Yeah. Our, uh, our, our our buddy, Dallas Spicer on Twitter, he messaged us, uh, what, a couple months ago? month, Two months ago? What we thought the Exo sales were. What did we yep. say, Paul? Uh, exactly the right answer. Exactly the right answer. Well, pretty close. The exact answer was 60,524 copies of Exoman War number one were sold, which is pretty damn good, I will say. Uh, back in the 90s, it'd be pretty shitty, but you know what? The whole industry is shitty right now. So 60,000 puts Exoman War number one at number 12 in terms of sales unit wise, and number 13. Dollar wise, why number thirteen? Because Marvel uh, charges five bucks for their books, whereas Valiant doesn't. So, that's good news, Paul. Yes, that's all you have to say about that. It's, yes, it's fantastic news. I, I was, I was figuring it was going to be around sixty thousand, uh, and I'm still very interested to see what it does going forward, especially with the bundle deal. Yes. Uh, yeah, how much of a drop off are we going to have between number one and number two? And it's also like I'm excited to know that they're doing the bundle thing for two more arcs, basically, mm-hmm. um, to see what that does to maintaining sales. Um, but to see that it's a, I mean, almost a top ten book, and I, I feel like, I mean, yeah, there's a lot of covers of this. But I still feel like there's less, um, oh, how should we put it, uh, less cover whoring going on than there used to be. I have noticed that, Paul. You're right. There's a, I mean, there's a good amount of covers, but it seems like a lot of the covers are retailer incentives. Yep. And it still seems like there's less, I'm sorry, not retailer incentives, that's not correct, um, retailer exclusives. And it still seems like there's less than there used to be. Uh, but there's also less just regular covers because I mean, like I remember, uh, I think Bloodshot Reborn number one had like I think 92 regular covers, 
and 3,000 exclusive covers, <laughs> if I remember correctly. Uh, I think you're misremembering that. However, if you went to uh, valiantdatabase.com and you look for it, you might find the correct answer. Um, I'm actually on there now, and it looks like that would put Exo Man Award number one at... Um, hmm. We put it at the number two spot, Paul, for uh, VEI. Mm-hmm. What's number one? Dead but, drop number one? But yes, absolutely. <laughs> uh, Alice Cott bought uh, 65,000 copies of that book. It was uh, in his contract. <laughs> you fuck this up, you buy all the books, Alice. <laughs> uh, no, Book of Death number one is, is number one at uh, 61,465 copies. Which that also had a lot of variants. It had, it had a, it had a good amount of covers, but I mean, I, we obviously know that the reason that sold so many was because of the the Geomancer uh, thing that they did, which was was effective. And you know what? I own a set of, of Legends of the Geomancer again, so fuck everybody else. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, not only funny. did I get it once, I got it twice. You know how much the second set cost me? How much? Nothing. Oh, damn. I was going to say, in the box that I sent you that the United States Postal Service so lovingly uh, destroyed, uh, there was actually a set in there as well. Damn. Yeah. You really should have, you know, shipped that with a good method or something. (laughs) Well, I mean, I shipped it like I always ship everything. Yeah. Well, uh, a little learning point for our listeners, as well as you, Martin. Uh, one thing I have learned, because I have shipped a lot of media mail, is uh, I started using smaller boxes, yep. because I'm pretty sure, an inkling about this, if you keep the box under a certain size, they just ship it with normal parcels. If it's bigger, they ship it a different way, and that's that's where the bad shit happens. Interesting. Um, I, I had shipped a much larger box uh, to our friend Kathan, who had bought. He bought almost all of my VEI collection when mm-hmm. I was uh, when I was selling when I was buying the house, and uh, one box got gashed. Luckily, not too much got damaged. Um, and of course, uh, Kathan was really cool about it, and I sent him some free stuff anyways because you know i felt bad about it sure. uh, but after that i started shipping uh two smaller boxes instead of one large box pretty much cost the same price and uh this stuff always gets there quicker and i've never had a problem with it i mean the box i sent you wasn't that big there was a lot of stuff in it it was what 25 pounds of comics 25 pounds i can imagine how big the size of it was and i i think that there's a just a fine line and if you keep it small enough then they ship it just with everything else instead of shipping it separately. I think that's really the difference. Yep. And it just, it sucks. Cause I mean, you know, probably nine times out of 10 or 90 times out of a hundred, 95 times out of a hundred, maybe even 96 times out of a hundred. Who knows? Ooh, specific. It goes fine. But ultimately the, the, the point, the fact of the matter is that, uh, it, it just sucks. So there you go. Correct. Enough of the sad news, Paul. Back to great news. Um, uh, I'm sad again now. Aww. So anyways, no. this, this, this puts X-Men of War at the top five best-selling VEI titles. Number one, Book of Death, as we said. Number two, X-Men of War 2017, number one. Number three, let's see if you can guess, Paul. What's number three? 
uh, Exo Manowar number one, 2012. Oh, so close. Unity number one. Uh, that would have been my next guess, actually. Number four is Exo Manowar number one, 2012. Yeah. Let's see if you can get number five. Faith number one. Ooh, so close. Bloodshot Reborn number one. Mm, that, that would have been my next guess for that, too. For for all the haters out there, number six would be Faith Harbinger number Renegade number one. Ah, damn it. Number Array, seven's Faith number one? Array for Robert's book. And what about Faith number one? It's number seven? Uh, nope. Ugh. Faith number one is uh, 18. Oh, 19 now with Exo. I thought it was higher than that. Nope, 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 nope. Here, I'm gonna I'm gonna run through these real quick. I'll do. Uh, I don't want to do top twenty. That's a lot. Book of Death. Read ex- them off quickly. All right. Book Be of quick. Death number one. Exo Man of War twenty seventeen number one. Unity number, number one. Exo Man of War twenty twelve number one. Number five. Bloodshot Reborn number one. Number six. Harbinger Renegade number one. Number seven. Eternal Warrior number one. Ooh, wait, wait, wait. The original? Uh, Wrath. The, like the first Wrath. run? Wrath. Ah, uh, so you gotta be specific. That Wrath. was number seven. Number eight? Harbinger number one. By Joshua Harbinger, Dysart. Harbinger number one. Yes, yes. Dysart, number, Harbinger. Number uh, nine? Har- uh, Ride number one? Number ten? Book of Death number one? Hmm. Wait, wait, wait. Or number Book two, number two, number two. Ah, uh, so a number two made the top ten. It says a lot about uh, Book of Death. Yes. Uh, number eleven? For all the Rafer haters, A and A: The Adventure, Adventures of Archer and Armstrong, number one. That's okay. So before we move on to number twelve, that's uh, a little surprising. How did that one get so high? That is a fantastic uh, question. Do you it, have a fantastic answer? I do not, because um, if you look at these, so the Rafer haters will say, "Well, Harbinger Renegade number one is going to be." in the top sellers because of the coupons. Correct? However, that only sold eh, about 5,500 copies more than A&A number one. Were there coupons in A&A number one? There were no coupons in A&A number one. Holy shit. It was just the number one. How many covers were there of this number one? Uh, let's find out, Paul. There were 16 total covers. Of a That's actually less than I would have guessed. Um, so what's number 12? Number 12, 4001 AD, number one. So why was that one so high? Um, I think between the fact that it was kind of uh, a very um, self-contained event, plus Matt Kent writing... Plus Clayton Crane on art, I think that helped a lot. So, so what's uh, number thirteen? Uh, Book of Death, number three. Holy shit! Book of Death representing mm-hmm. number fourteen. Shadow Man, OG, twenty twelve, uh, twenty thirteen, number one. Mm. Then we got Ninjack, number one. Mm. Then, of course, if you uh, love Ninjack. Exo War number five, the Enter the Ninjak part one. Mm. That's when Ninjak was introduced to the Valiant Universe. Yeah, uh, that was an awesome arc too. Yeah, that, I, that's, that that might still be my favorite arc. 
Yeah, that was that was a really damn good one. I know we've talked about this before, but it's been a while, and you know we keep on just piling on new listeners, so it it pays to to recap stuff a little bit. Um, so I started reading Valiant, reading uh, Archer and Armstrong and Bloodshot. Uh, I was going to mention this before, but Harbinger number one. The reason I actually did not choose that is just something about the cover on the first issue turned me off on it. Mm, interesting. Um, it uh like now in retrospect i it's you know like the the story is fantastic and like knowing what the story is the cover suits it well but i think like when i'm just like just blindly choosing it seemed a little too uh i don't know broody moody you know brooding moody to use right words sure. uh yeah the rum's starting to catch up to me a little bit um <laughs> But uh, so I, I started reading those two. Then I started reading Harbinger because of Harbinger Wars. Finally, I started reading. Oh, I Unity number one. So like I loved it. It made me want to read EXO. I bought the whole run of EXO off of eBay, pounded through it, and that's what just sold me on Valiant completely. Mm-hmm. Was um, even though like there was other stuff before it. Once I read through. Because I think I bought like 19 issues of EXO on eBay yeah. for super cheap. Um, and I I just pounded through it. And reading EXO like that, that's what sold me. You know what's too bad, Paul? It's too bad that they ruined Unity after issue number four. Because that could have been a fantastic book. <sighs> yeah, I Unity suffered by always being a tie-in to something else. And when it was just on its own they give it some some weak arcs i mean the the first four issues was just a tie into exo basically yeah but those four, um, four issues were fantastic and yeah then, and then, then you had the three with um oh god what's his name the web silk guy. silk yeah and and the problem is you said it right off the bat it was a three issue arc do you know what it means when it's a three issue arc tell me paul when it's a three issue arc that means it's filler. Mm. Uh, yes. However, I don't think it was originally meant to be filler. I think no. We, they probably they probably said, "Hey, you gotta you gotta get this done in three issues because by issue eight we need it to be doing this." Well, yes, because that's when um, Armor Hunter started. Mm-hmm. That that's the problem. I mean, th- that's the tough thing, and everybody complains about what Valiant does. Uh, with you know this detail or that detail, but the thing is, you say you want the universe to be like totally connected. Everything has to be connected. Everything has to have some goddamn meaning to it. Mm-hmm. But when it when it does that, then you go, well, why the fuck did they have this three issue arc with Mister Silk? Why did they do this? Why why didn't they give it room to breathe? <laughs> well, well, they had to have it tie into Armor Hunters. Like, what do you want, people? Like, you you. Say you want this, they give you that. You complain about the, what the result of that is, and yeah, that honestly, that just happens. It's a fact of life. I mean, honestly, it's a fact of life. It's going to happen, no matter how much you love something. Uh, when it does one thing you like, it's going it, to, you know, there's, I don't know, like maybe not quite the right word, but there's there's repercussions to everything. Sure. You know, so I mean, everything that we've seen from Valiant, people complain about this, but they're getting that that they love and. You know, eh, it's always going to be that way. Uh, you know, you okay? Here's a here's a good thread to get on right now. Um, how many people complain about Rafer Roberts? Oh. He writes, he writes a plus millions. a, millions. a plus. 
Who the fuck put a plus in A plus A? It was an ampersand, <laughs> goddammit. <laughs> Back in my day, it was an ampersand in there. Get off uh, my lawn, Paul! He's writing Harbinger Renegade. Why isn't it Joshua Dysart? Why Why don't they just wait until Dysart's good and goddamn ready to write this book? Um, it, what about when Alish Cott wrote something? I mean, aren't, aren't we saying that the reason Rafer isn't good enough is because he's not a big enough name? Alish Cott's a big fucking name, isn't he? He sure is. Yeah, is everybody, oh my god, Dead Drop was the fucking best. Alish Cott wrote Dead Drop. No, mm. you know, uh, let, let's get back to to you know the the get you know the, the best story and let, you know let's let them do what they're gonna do and you know what everything's not gonna hit, but uh, a lot of people really liked Renegade. Um, I, I like really Renegade. liked it. Yeah, like I, and I don't just like oh yeah it's it's good you know I liked it no I like I liked Renegade. It had some flaws, for sure. Like, it wasn't 100% perfect, but, uh, you know, uh, Dice Hearts Harbinger, in retrospect, feels pretty perfect, but how do you think people felt when they were first reading it and they were comparing it to uh, to Jim Shooter's Harbinger? Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I'm sure a lot of people who read Shooter's Harbinger back in the day, and that was just, like, the golden goddamn goose to them, uh, we're sitting there saying, who, who the fuck is this Dice Art guy? He wrote some comic book about some guy with bandages all over his fucking head. You mm. know? And, uh, who does that? Wait, what else did he write? Swamp Thing. Uh, it's a bunch I of was, garbage. I thought it was hilarious when Brian Wells uh, sent me some pictures of some uh, some TNA books that Dice Art wrote. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I mean, you know... When you're comparing it to the predecessor, and the predecessor is what you loved, you're gonna you're you're gonna bash whatever you're getting. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, you know, I mean, we we've been through this before. I don't think it's fair to compare Rafer's Harbinger stuff to Dice Art. So let's just not even compare that because they're they're different animals. Um, you know, but you look at it from the other angle. Like I look at Harbinger and I go, well, Dice Art's Harbinger was fantastic. And Shooter's Harbinger was uh, very flawed. I still think that it is one of the most misogynistic comics I've ever read without being blatantly misogynistic. You're not the only person to have said that, by the way. I've heard that a bit from other folks. Yeah, you know, I I guess it's fair to say I never heard it before I said it because uh, I, you know, it's... I was pretty fresh to everything when I was saying it, but uh, I've I've been hearing it a lot more. I think a lot, and and some people that I don't think really thought about it before since I, I mean, I've been, honestly, I've been saying it on the podcast since the podcast started. One of our earliest episodes was talking to to Sean from Only the Valiant. Yes. And that was one of my big points with that was, man, I I was shocked by Harbinger when I read it with how just blatantly nastily misogynistic some of the stuff was in there but mm-hmm. you know so I mean when you look at stuff from different lenses it looks really different and from the lens of uh, you know 20 what year did we start doing this podcast 2015 uh, 1990 uh, 1990 before 1990. came out 
So when we started doing this podcast in 1990, before Harbinger came out, I was like, oh my god, wait till this book comes out. You're going to be like, this is just some nasty shit. Yeah, I have no idea, Paul. 2014, 15? I, don't, I think I don't 2015. Know. I think we started at the beginning of 2015. But anyway, so since 2015, and now I lost my train of thought, but I'm going to drink some more rum. Chug, chug, chug. Oh, man, I still got so much in this mug. Mm. Ah, so good. This is glorious, glorious. <laughs> I told I told my wife. I told her because I like I said I, I really haven't drank in quite a while. Sure. And uh, I I told her I'm in the mood to have a drink tonight because you know what winter is broken. The snow is pretty much entirely gone. I mean I'm, I I can still find some patches here and there. Is in the 70s today. It's beautiful. I mean like I just I feel like it. Like life is back, you know. I mean, yeah. you get winter, and you know, and my my main brethren can understand this. Uh, you know, Ross, Ross is listening. He knows how glorious this is. So I just mm-hmm. feel like you know, life is beautiful today. I, I had a long day too. I had a real long day. I I ended up leaving work early yesterday uh, because, well. I, I had to go into work on Sunday because somebody was out sick and it left us too short. So that took time away from stuff I had to do at home. Mm-hmm. So then yesterday it worked out better if I left work early, came home and did stuff. So then I went into work early today. So I had a, I don't know. I mean, this isn't going to sound as long to you, but I had like a, a, a 11 hour day today. Cake. And, uh, yeah. Well, you know, the big difference is, uh, your job, I guarantee is less physical than my job. My job is physically exhausting. I guarantee you, that's quite the opposite, buddy. I disagree with you strongly. We we, we can talk about this later. We, <laughs> we can argue about it later. But I highly disagree. All you do is sell stuff. Just yeah. sell stuff. Just sell stuff. Hey, here, buy this for a dollar. I just sit on a chair and just sell stuff. <laughs> that's all I do. Uh, no, I, I think both of our jobs are probably pretty grueling, but... Uh, yeah. Um, but yeah, today today was a weird day, long day, but you know what? Just felt good. Just felt good. Yeah. So we're gonna have a we're gonna have a good night tonight. So now that we have been doing this podcast, what, what the hell? How long have we been doing this? One hundred and twenty episodes, Paul. I'm not talking about episodes. I'm talking about minutes. And I don't have my glasses on, so uh, I can't minutes? see. Minutes like this particular episode, forty six yeah. minutes. All right, so now we're just warmed up. Just warmed up. Forty six minutes in. Ooh. Now it's time to just be full of joy. Just just full of full joy. Full of joy? That doesn't yeah. make for good podcasting. You know oh, what it makes, makes for good podcasting? Complaining, being angry. <laughs> Hating Juxt- everything that Valiant does. Mm, juxtaposition. That that's so I, I told you before, all of our reviews on iTunes, which by the way, everybody, go out and give us reviews on iTunes. Ten thousand downloads an episode is what we get. Wait, let, let, let's correct this, Paul, because um, over the last uh, three weeks we have uh, gone up again. What are we up to? Uh, let's see. Over the last week and a half, we are at roughly thirteen thousand per episode. Thirteen thousand. Wow. Mm-hmm. Thirteen. Thirteen. Thousand people are listening to this nonsense right 13, now. Thirteen thousand aren't even buying Valiant books. Come on, folks! You listen to this podcast. What are you doing? We have less. We have less than a hundred reviews. 
Shameful. Significantly less. We have a lot less than 100 reviews on iTunes. Martin, I got a crazy idea here. Paul. What what should we do for the people when we get to 100 reviews? Um hmm. Should we have should we have a giveaway? Hmm. We should have a giveaway, but we should do a good we should do something that nobody else has done before. Yeah? What should we do? I don't know. Let me think about that. Let me think about that. Let me uh So let me so, see, folks, let folks, me see what I can work out at C two E two. This is what's going to happen, people. Is uh, we are going to have a giveaway when we get to one hundred reviews. Martin, while I'm talking, can you look up how many reviews we have? I don't even use iTunes, bro. Martin, go on iTunes, you son of a bitch, and look it up. All right, I'm All right. getting. I'm getting on there now. <laughs> Hang on a sec. Okay, you do that. I'll, I'll ramble on long enough uh, to cover. No, you don't need to do that because I'm I'm super fast. It's I we're, have we're, stuff. To... We're at twenty four. Twenty. Oh my god, that's just however, crazy. however, twenty four five star ratings. Really? <clears throat> Absolutely. Uh, because I thought that we had at least one that wasn't five star. Incorrect. Twenty four five star ratings. We don't have any below five star. All five stars. So, that's interesting. Anyways, uh, I'll get back to the, the, the how why that's interesting in a moment. Um, so when we get up to 100 reviews, people, we will have a giveaway. It will be a unique giveaway. It will include uh, possible winners from every one of the 100 reviews. So you can go ahead and go on and put a review now. It's okay. You will be entered. If you've already given us a review, it's okay. You'll be entered. Uh, so go ahead, go on and give us a review. And to be honest, like, so a lot of podcasts want reviews, so they get more, I don't know, attention on iTunes, right? Martin, I mean, they they want more listeners. That's what it is. Well, yeah, is a hundred reviews enough reviews to really matter in the the grand scheme of things? I mean, if if, any additional attention, if I understand the way iTunes ratings work. Um, if we had a hundred five star ratings, it would put us uh, somewhere in the top fifty podcasts of all time. Really? Yeah. Wow. Okay, so thirteen thousand people that are listening to us. Let's let, let's get us up to a hundred. This is, I mean, we, yeah, we've asked for reviews a little bit before, but it's it's uh, honestly like reviews mean more to us to motivate us to do this so if you're listening to us it's not about we i mean we don't get money for this we don't have sponsors we don't have commercials we don't get a damn thing for doing this so we do this because we enjoy it but you know what it's really nice sometimes to hear that uh that we're appreciated and we hear it from a very small group of people we have 24 reviews that shows you how small of a group we don't hear it from all those people. Mm-hmm. You know, some of them left a review once, and that's it. We don't hear anything from them. But so go on there, leave us a review, and we'll uh, we'll come up with an awesome prize because we're all about awesome prizes. Yes. How about this? In order to get there, at fifty reviews, I'll do a first giveaway. Um, I think I've got some uh, out of print hardcover collected editions. Oh, I want those. Can I win? Um, sure. Ah, yeah. Everyone uh, except me is eligible to win. 
<laughs> well, you know what? I'll be eligible to win as well. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, yeah, so uh, when we get to 50, I'll, do, uh, I'll, I'll give something away. And then uh, from then on, every 10 reviews, I'll do a giveaway from 50 to 100. Do I have enough hardcovers? Yeah, I've, I've got enough hardcovers. Wow. Wow. So hardcover giveaways from 50 to 100. So you're going to give away six hardcovers? Yeah, that sounds good. Wow. Are you listening, people? Six hardcovers. We don't get anything to do this, and Martin is going to give away a retail value of $240 worth of books. An actual value of much higher than that. <laughs> much higher than that, yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, Jesus. I, I sold the the Archer and Armstrong number one hardcover to uh, to Aaron for cover price. That thing is going for, I think the last time we looked, over $100. Uh, you know what? We're going to time this because the way that it works properly is when you time it. What's today's date, Paul? April 11th? Are we talking about the podcast? Oh, released? wait. Yeah, 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 that's right. When's the podcast? April 14th. The podcast will be releasing April 14th, the year of the Lord, 2017. Uh, let's see. We'll do. Let's see. I'm at C2E2 that weekend. That's busy. That's busy. All right. I will give until May 31st. May 31st is the deadline. For what? For 50 or 100? Let's do for 100. Uh, May 31st is a deadline for reviews. Let's let's do 50 at May 31st. All right, fine. Because you know what? We have, we have 24. That's more than doubling it. May, May 31st. We need to have 50 reviews. All right. May 31st. We'll give it reviews. one more month to get to 100. May 31st, 50 reviews. By June 30th, I want 100 reviews. That means from May 31st through June 30th, there will be a winner announced for a hardcover every week. Is that fair? This is good. That's and fine. I will not be sending it United States Postal Service. They will be shipped to you by the always amazing Federal Express Service. You can't, you can't argue with something called Express. I mean, come on. Yeah, exactly. Uh, this is U.S. only, by the way, because shipping to anywhere else is super expensive. <laughs> Sorry, folks. Uh, but if you are in, in, uh, in other countries, I know we have uh, iTunes reviews internationally. Uh, but if you're somewhere else, um, let me think about it. But for right now, this is U.S. only. That sounds fair, Paul. That sounds pretty. That sounds pretty awesome. I mean, we are going on tangents in this episode of this podcast that I was not expecting. It's okay. I'll send it to uh, Michael Sparkman. He'll uh, he'll edit this podcast and make it make sense. Yeah, yeah he will. He's, he's a producer uh, supreme. Extraordinaire. That's correct. Extraordinary. He's fantastic. I mean, that's why, you know, in, in Comics in Black and White, which is the finest comic book podcast on the Nerdy Legion Network, next to VCP, of course, uh, that, you know, that, that's why I got him. He is the premium, the premium, the best producer in podcasts today. By the way, I think I might be changing my book. We'll talk about that later. What? <laughs> For Comics in Black and White. Remember, I hey, told you I was going to do that one book, but I think I want to do something else. Yeah, I still but want to the do pro- that one book. 
Well, yeah, you got to do that one book because oh, we have four right. other people joining us for it now. I forgot uh, Chris and Ed were going to be on also. Yeah. Yeah, and and Dennis. Oh, man. He bought it just to do it. Oh, man. We should uh... – anyway, we'll talk about that later too. What All is right, going so, on in Valiant World, Paul? Well, no, no, no. Before we get over to that, you know, the people want to know about comics in black and white, which they can follow on Twitter at CBW Podcast, of course. Uh, uh, and on Comics in Black and White, we just had uh, a Poison Elves episode released, which was brought to my attention by Dennis, who joined me on the episode. Um, it is something I have never read before, and uh, it it wasn't my cup of tea, but it was a lot of people's cup of tea. So I was excited to see, see some of the reaction to that. But coming up in the next few weeks, we have Lone Wolf and Cub. Uh, we have... Um, punk rock jesus coming up with sean murphy mm-hmm. and then after that we're going to have essex county jeff lemire's book which is fantastic and for valiant fans they should be eager about that okay. so we got some big ones coming then after that we have martin's requested what the hell elf quest elf quest dude elf quest so uh, i i think this one will also get uh get some good feedback because people seem to like it when we do this uh this freaky shit on the podcast <laughs> Um, Dude, yeah, not only quest. You, you just <laughs> oh man, oh man. I uh, th- this has been uh, uh, Chris and uh, oh god, who's the other guy? Ed. Chris and Ed. Yes, thank you. Chris and Ed brought this up, and I have had the opportunity to purchase this multiple times to read. And I look at, it, I'm just like, I don't want to spend money on this. Like, this is not up my alley, but everybody's so eager about it. So, I mean, I'm definitely going to get it. Definitely going to get it for the podcast. I can get it from the library, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but, man, I might just have to buy it just to have it as a, a token in my collection of doing this. Uh, but, yeah, everybody's eager about this. I mean, we're up to four people that are going to be on this episode besides me. So we're going to have a five-person episode mm. for ElfQuest. Mm. Maybe we'll kick you off and we'll just do it ourselves. Uh, honestly, I pretty much plan to let you guys do a lot of the work. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be fun. But yeah, so uh, check out Comics in Black and White. Uh, follow us on Twitter at CBW Podcast. We're very open to suggestions. Uh, the main criteria basically is that the comic is a black and white comic book. Um, so check us out. Let us know if you have anything you want us to do, and we'll do it. It's been ridiculous, Martin. I've had uh, – we had uh, – so Jay, who is going to be a regular contributor with me, sent me Love and Rockets. He was so damned excited, he sent me a second volume. Like, not even together with the first volume. He separately mailed me a second volume just because he was so excited about it. Um, Are you getting the current stuff, by the way? I didn't actually even know it was coming out until recently. Yeah, I think, I think uh, an issue just came out last yeah, week or two weeks ago. just came out. Yeah. I just ordered that through my shop. Um, but uh, the reason I ordered it is because uh, our, our good friend Justin Ehart, he picked me up uh, a signed uh, copy of it. Mm. Um, and it's, uh, it's a variant cover. I, nice. I don't know exactly the details of the variant, but it's a very nice cover. Uh with uh with, with Hopi and uh and Maggie so yeah, that's cool yeah it's you know it's I gotta say a lot, a lot of different things I gotta say I, I got a lot of people to to thank and be grateful for and um 
comics in black and white. Like I said, Jay was very eager to get me to do Love and Rockets. And he sent me two books of Love and Rockets. He ended up having to do the first episode with me because the – well, first of all, you were going to do it with me, but you've been overburdened. So we took the burden off your plate and mm-hmm. said, you know, Martin, you'll do what you want to do when you want to do it, and that's cool. Thank God. Um, I had somebody else who was going to do it, but stuff kept coming up because that happens. Mm-hmm. So I messaged Jay like the third different day I was supposed to do it and said, hey, can you jump on right now? And he jumped on like in 15 minutes, and we did the episode. Uh, and he has done that, that's the only episode he's done with me so far. But Jay is act, is going to start being a regular part of comics in black and white. Yeah, it's cool. I like the Jay episode. That was a good one. Yeah, he. You know, I need somebody that's going to be somewhat regular, and then I can find other people too. But uh, you know, it's it's just uh, I realized it was going to be hard to find random people every single time. And you know, Jay, I think shares a sensibility with comics with me, and he shares a. Uh, uh, an explorative personality like he's willing to try new things that are kind of uh on the i don't know on the arty side on well the, see the, so so uh, the good thing is all your co-hosts know more about the book than you do and so that ends up making for interesting conversation i'm not saying that as a bad thing by the way oh no no i, I mean no, that as a compliment right. i mean that as a compliment because yeah. uh, it leads to a very interesting conversation because yes you have read it but at the same time, you're not like the expert on it, right? So, like even no. the even the TMNT ish exactly. uh, episode that you did, the co-host that you had from your shop, like he knew way more about the turtles than you did. And I was like, yep. God damn! I thought Paul yeah, knew dude. a lot about the turtles. <laughs> this guy right here. Oh yeah, he was blowing me away. Like I, I absolutely love Zach. He is he's the the proprietor of my comic shop, Editor's Note Comic in uh, Comics in Hollowell. And uh, he he's awesome. Like, not only does he know a lot about Ninja Turtles, and is it cool that I just coincidentally, my most local shop is owned by somebody who's a big Ninja Turtle fan. Like, literally all over his walls is art from uh, Steve Levine. Hmm. Uh, original Ninja Turtle art that's been used in, in cartoons, has been used. He's had animation cells. He's had uh, art from covers, all this different original art that he's able to get from Steve Levine to sell. Uh, so it's you know it's a benefit to both of them. But I mean, how cool is it to be able to see this original stuff all over the place? Right. Uh, let alone Steve Levine had a shop down in Wells, Maine, and his shop closed. Um, you know, just it wasn't wasn't doing well enough or whatever. So he it, it closed up and with. You know, with who he is and what he does, he could do just as well selling online and and doing shows. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, Zach got one of these Ninja Turtle figures. I'll have to take a picture and send it to you that he has in his shop. So it's just really damn cool. Um, but yeah, Zach, he just—I mean—he knows Ninja Turtles up and down. He's been collecting forever. Uh, he he. I think he has pretty much everything aside from a few like rarities short of the number one issue. Interesting. Um, but he knows all these things. Like I didn't even know that future toy issue existed. And yeah. so we talk about doing the episode and he says, Oh, can, can we talk about this future toy issue? I'm like, what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> and he tells me about it. He let me borrow it so I can read it. So I'm gonna have to pick up a copy of it too. So I have one, but uh, yeah, I mean, it was just, it was really awesome. And, when it comes down to it, especially doing comics in black and white, the 
best thing for me to do is to get somebody who is a big fan of it to talk about it because mm-hmm. like I, I need to host it so I, I need to get the, the the talk out of them basically you know yep um, yeah it's, it's just it's been great you know uh, doing it with that one episode with Jay was great I'm doing a couple episodes with Dennis now um, and then we're going to be back to Jay for a couple episodes and then who knows from there I mean the next one's going to be Elf Quest which is going to be a whole bunch of people uh, after the the ones that I have planned but yeah it's just it's been a ball to do um, and it's, it's a hell of a lot of reading so now that you uh, went on that uh, diatribe I'm cutting all of that out of the podcast Paul that's okay we're gonna make a special edition podcast all for that because people really really love me Martin they just they love me <laughs> they want to hear about what I do oh hell no, I'll probably just end up putting it... Uh, I don't know, we'll see. Maybe I'll keep it in there. It's oh. going to stay right there, you son of a bitch. I might uh, pull a Sparkman and move it around. He did some fine editing, Paul, let me tell you. I know he does. That's that, why he is my producer. That is some fine editing. Mm. Anyway. See, I, I know what to do to make a premium podcast, and one of the biggest things you do is you get a premium producer. Hmm. Trying to think what else is happening. Not much else. Uh, if you're listening to this on Friday as it comes out, or Thursday if you're uh, in the Valiant Central group at Facebook.com/groups/ValiantCentral, the Valiant Summit is going to be on Monday. If you're listening to this after April 17th, uh, the Valiant Summit happened Monday, April 17th. Um, See. You know what's great about this, right? This this Valiant Summit in particular? Do tell. This is going to be the first Valiant Summit I will ever actually be able to watch. So I need to redo my schedule so I can take off two hours so I can watch this. You know what? You know what we should do? What, what time of day does this happen? 2 p.m. 2 p.m.? 2 p.m. Eastern time? Eastern time. How long does it go for? Um, I think last year it was about an hour, hour and a half. You know what we need to do, Martin? Should we uh, live comment? Live stream we should li- We should live stream podcast this motherfucker. We can do that. That's what we need to do. We have you know technology. What? You, know, oh, you know what? I was just like, oh, my son doesn't get home to, from school till 3.15. He's on, he's on spring break. Yep. Or, yeah. But anyways, we can still do it. I'll just be in the no, basement. No, spring break. Spring break's over, dude. Spring break's this week. Yeah, in, in your state. Oh, in your state is next week. Yeah. Oh. Well. But no, it, it'll work anyways. We'll do it. We'll do it! All right, Paul and I will be live streaming the Valiant Summit. And actually, you know what? I, I will be recording this, by the way. Just an FYI. Paul and well, yeah, I. yeah, it's going to be our podcast God, for the week. If this doesn't work... <laughs> This will be the worst announcement ever. <laughs> Paul and I will be live streaming the Valiant Summit Monday, April 17th at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific at YouTube.com. Um, I don't know. I think it's YouTube.com slash Legion. Because I think I have a Legion channel set up that I never use. 
Why aren't you prepared for our random last-second decisions, Martin? God damn it, Paul. <laughs> All right, let me cut that out. You will find Paul and I live-streaming the Valiant Summit on YouTube at youtube.com slash valiantcentral. Uh, maybe even at twitch.tv slash valiantcentral. Who knows? Martin, what did we do before where people were able to like send us comments as we did it? Uh, yeah, we're not doing it anymore. Ah, uh, it was fun. Yeah, I know it was fun, but Paul, like the thing is, well, it's know... fine. People, if people watch us live, they can tweet us when we can still see the yeah. comments. Yeah, so, that's true. Fun. That's true. So uh, check us out on uh, the YouTube's, on maybe Twitch. I don't know yet. Uh, there may be other things. I don't know. I'll tweet it out. You need to follow me at Geekvine. You can follow Paul at Who's Paul, uh, and then you'll know. It'll be interesting. Uh, I'm. I'm. A, they're definitely going to talk about Harbinger Renegade, by the way, because the the promo image is uh, that Louis Larosa cover with Alpha on it. Who's Alpha? Uh, go listen to Valiant Central Podcast episode 118, and uh, maybe you'll find out who Alpha is. Isn't he a little rascal? Yes, he's a little rascal, Paul. No, it's Alpha Alpha. <laughs> is Spanky, Spanky going to be in this? <laughs> oh, Paul. Paul, Alpha. Are we going to start a He-Man Woman Haters Club? No, wait, that was 90s Valiant. That was 90s Valiant. Alpha, Paul. You know who? Uh, what, what? What was? What was Peter's nickname, Paul? Uh, Peter was uh, the dickhead who was on too many pills. And what was his nickname? Uh, Don't let me down, Paul. The Omega. He was the Omega. On this image is a picture of the Alpha. Who is the Alpha? You'll find out Monday, April seventeenth. YouTube.com slash Valiant Central. God, I hope that works. If it's taken, we're so screwed. <laughs> uh, I'll tweet it out. Um, if it changes, you can go to facebook.com slash groups slash Valiant Central and uh, learn what is happening. Because right now, even I don't know what is happening. But there's going to be major announcements. It's going to be in L.A. Christos Gage yeah, will be LA? there. Eric Heiser will be there. Jody Hauser will be there. Matt Kent will be there. What does this all mean? You'll find out. It means everything. On the next everything. Valiant Central Podcast. <clears throat> Episode 121. Because unlike other podcasts, we come at you every week, even when I don't yeah, show we do. up. Huh. Huh. Uh, and cool. then, uh, that's interesting, though. That means there'll be no announcements in Chicago, because all the announcements will be at the summit. However... As I mentioned earlier, I and a bunch of other folks will be at C2E2 in Chicago uh, the following Friday. So when when episode 121 comes out, uh, the magic of television slash radio is uh, it's never there when uh, when you listen. So I I will be in Chicago when that episode comes out. Okay, okay, okay. So so back to important questions here. So yes. when we do it after dark version of this is it just like we run the credits and then it's after dark yes 
All right, so this is officially right now after dark now. No, it's not. We need to do the outro. This has been the Valley Central Podcast, episode one, two, zero, with Martin and Paul. You can find me at Geekvine. He's at Who's Paul. The show is at Valiant underscore Central. Don't forget to check out YouTube.com slash Valiant Central. And we'll catch you next week. Now it's time for After Dark. After Dark. It's been dark, actually, this whole time. Yeah, it's been dark. Because we're on the East Coast. Yes. <laughs>